Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. For our program, this is why these guys came to Florida, to play in big games, play on the biggest stage, to be one of the best programs in the country. And, uh, you know, to do that in, uh, in, in back-to-back years. You know, I mean, if you, if you want to be able to be a championship program, you got to win consistently. You know, you look, you look at the playoff teams, uh, the guys that made the playoffs this year. You know, they're not teams that have just came out of nowhere and hadn't been winning and finally won. You're looking at teams, I think all of them were in New Year's Six Bowl games last year. Uh, it's about you got to be a consistent winner to go be a championship program. And, you know, the, the guys here in our program are helping us build that. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing his team's 36-28 to win over Virginia in the Orange Bowl. What's up, Gator fans? Happy Friday and Happy New Year to you. Hope everybody enjoy their holiday break and a big Orange Bowl win over the Cavaliers. They finished the season 11-2. That's their first 11-win season since 2012 and only the eighth 11-win season in school history. The Gators also remain undefeated in the Orange Bowl 4-0 and they secure back-to-back wins in a New Year's Six Bowl as Dan Owen gets off to an incredible start here as Florida's head coach 25-5 in his first two years. And now Florida is going to have a top 10 finish in the Associated Press Bowl for the second consecutive year and that's That's the first time that that's happened for this program since 2008, 2009. On today's show, we will recap that game. We'll bring you some post-game comments from the players. We'll also discuss the juniors who have some decisions to make on whether they will turn pro or come back for their senior season. And some big news on Friday as the Gators landed former five-star recruit and Miami running back Lorenzo Lingard, who has decided to transfer to Florida. So we'll discuss that at the end of the show and what that could mean for Florida's backfield moving forward with LaMichael P. Ryan moving on and Damian Pierce taking over. But let's start it off as we always do with the quarterback position and another 300-yard game from Kyle Trask. He finishes 24 of 39 for 309 yards. He had one touchdown, one interception, could have thrown a couple more picks in this game. And I do have to say, and I think everybody saw it on Monday, that he came out a little bit shaky against the Cavaliers, and it took him some time to settle in. I don't know if you could attribute it to the month off that he had, but in the fourth quarter, when Virginia drove down and made it a six-point game, and the Gators had to have a touchdown drive, he was able to deliver through a big 30-yard pass to Tyree Cleveland, and obviously capped off the drive with a quarterback keeper to put Florida back in front by two scores, and that proved to be enough for the Gators to secure the win. And Kyle Trask now finishes the season with four 300-yard passing games. He's the first Gators quarterback to do that since Chris Leak in 2004. So another A performance from number 11. And here's what Kyle had to say after the game about the Gators getting a win over Virginia and finishing this season with 11 wins. Uh, I think this game is huge for this program. Um, But not only for the program, but also this team and the seniors that you know bought him. And Coach Mullen first got here from day one. Um, they worked day in and day out. Um, and as far as my season went, you know I couldn't be more happy that um, the way that my teammates had my back when I won in versus Kentucky. Uh, and we just continued to grind every single week and get better um, each and every single week. And now here we are, winning the Orange Bowl. It's pretty incredible. 
But certainly the story of the game from the Orange Bowl was LaMichael P. Ryan. He earns the game's MVP honors after setting a new career high 138 rushing yards on 13 carries. He also caught five passes for 43 yards and finished with three total touchdowns. So an A-plus performance from him in this running back group. It's certainly the type of production that we've been waiting to see all year from this unit, we know that LaMichael P. Ryan is capable. He has showed that against Auburn and some other teams throughout his career. The passing game has certainly been the focal point of Florida's offense. But against Virginia, the Gators were able to get it going on the ground. Third play from scrimmage, LaMichael P. Ryan breaks free for a 61-yard touchdown. And the Gators grab momentum 40 seconds into that game. And this was just a picture-perfect night for P. Ryan. What a way for him to go out in style. He becomes the first player in school history to post a rushing and receiving touchdown in multiple bowl games. Percy Harvin is the only other Gator player that's done it at all and P. Ron did it last year in the Peach Bowl as well and then his 16-yard touchdown that he had to break a tie in the first half that was his fifth of the season which is the most by a Gators running back since James Jones caught five and guess what 1982 that's how long it's been since a Gators tailback was able to contribute like this in the passing game so we really saw a dual threat season from the Michael P. Ryan as a senior there was a lot made about his lack of rushing numbers this year and Dan Mullen will talk about it here in a minute but when you look at what he was able to do as a receiver as well as the way that he delivered when the Gators did hand him the ball he had a really productive senior campaign and with five receptions against Virginia he joined Robert Gillespie as the only other Gators running back since 1996 to finish a season with 40 receptions Gillespie had 41 in 2001 so that's the kind of company that LaMichael P. Ryan was able to put himself in certainly a high note for him to end his career on. Here's what he had to say after the game about his MVP performance, his career as a Florida Gator, as well as some comments from Dan Mullen on his senior running back. This guy next to me um, is a great uh, head coach and great guy. So um, he just schemes it, up, schemes it up every week, man, and just make sure he puts players in the best position. Just me, uh, my sophomore year, we was, going, we was four and seven, uh, not making a bowl game or having a month off. So that kind of hurt me. Uh, but just these past two years, man, it's just been an amazing feeling just having a guy who knows how to win at Florida and has already won championships. So um, me being able to believe in that and just trust uh, the process that he had for us, uh, it was just an amazing feeling. You know, P. Ryan LaMichael comes back for his senior year. And everyone's like, okay, he's one of the top running backs in the SEC. He is. I think you saw that tonight. You know, I mean, everyone gets caught, well, well his stats say this or just what the stats say. But you know what? I mean, you look at every time we needed a big run during the season, he came up with a lot of big runs during the season. He also showed he's probably one of the top receiving backs in the country. Moving to the receivers and tight ends and another A performance from both of those groups, Van Jefferson also ends his career on a high note, a career-high 129 receiving yards on six receptions, including a long of 53. We mentioned LaMichael Pirine's production. Tyree Cleveland also had a big game in his last outing as a Gator. Three catches for 51 yards, including that 30-yarder on the touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. Freddie Swain made three catches for 21 yards, including a crucial 11-yard catch on fourth and eight at the end of the second quarter. That kept a drive alive for the Gators that they were able to score on and go into the half up 24 to 14 so that was a really big catch in the game 
by Swain. Trevon Grimes and Jacob Copeland both had a catch for seven yards. And then Kyle Pitts came up big once again. Three catches for 39 yards, including a 20-yard reception. That was a big play in the game. So this group once again delivered on the big New Year's Six stage. And what a way for Van Jefferson to go out. He and the other three senior receivers have set the tone throughout this year. And I feel like Van has always been the leader of the group and the guy to set the example for everyone else to follow. So it was only fitting that he ended his career this way. He talked about it after the game and what it's meant for him to be a Florida Gator these last two years. I thank Coach Mullen for giving me the opportunity. But uh, being at Ole Miss, I, got, I uh, learned a lot of lessons. Um, uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations there, but uh, coming here, man, it's kind of like brought a joy back to my face, man. Just uh, being around the coaching staff and being around these guys, I made friendships that are going to last a lifetime. So uh, uh, I can't thank the university enough and Coach Mullen enough for giving me this opportunity. And last but not least, got to give some props to the O-line. They had one of their best performances of the season, an A grade for their showing against Virginia. Only one sack allowed, but most importantly, they were finally able to create some holes for LaMichael P. Ryan and get the ground game going. Florida finished the first half with 189 rushing yards. That's more in two quarters than the Gators got in all of their other games this season except for one. They only eclipsed 160 rushing yards against UT Martin when they finished with 231 on the ground. So Virginia was a coming out party for LaMichael P. Ryan, this rushing offense, and these offensive linemen who, as we know, have been able to pass block throughout the season, but run blocking has been a different story. They're able to go out on a high note and maybe give themselves something to build on for 2020 because for this offense to take the next step, it's going to have to get more rushing production like this. But to finish with 244 yards on the ground, Definitely a hat tip to this offensive line. Moving over to the defensive line, another A grade for that group. Three sacks against Virginia and four to finish the year with 49. That's the fourth highest total in school history, and it led the SEC by 14 sacks. The LSU Tigers were the next closest team with 35. So just an incredible season that this defensive line, front seven, were able to put together led obviously by Louisville transfer Jonathan Grenard. He added to his sack total against Virginia and finishes the year with 9.5. That led the SEC to more than any other player in the conference. And just an incredible season for one of the best grad transfers that I think we've ever seen in college football. He only had one year as a Gator, but he definitely made his mark on this program. He's going to be remembered forever as one of the best pass rushers to ever put on the orange and blue. Jonathan Grenard spoke after the game about what this season has meant to him and how it felt to go out as a winner in the Orange Bowl. I had went through 2-10 and ten season last year, obviously being hurt as well at Louisville. Um, and them giving me opportunity coming off an injury, you know, not knowing what to expect from me with this injury. So um, coming in, and I knew from day one when I got here that what, what the team could possibly do. And um, this is the biggest bowl game I've been in. And to get a victory, I've never won a bowl game either. So this is my first win, and it felt great, you know, to go out with these boys. And um, it's everything. So uh, thank them, thank Coach Mullen, Coach Grimpen, and everybody for bringing me in. Moving to the linebackers in a B-plus grade for that group, Ventrell Miller led the way with eight tackles, and Virginia was able to have a lot of success in the passing game, but not so much on the ground. The Cavaliers finished with just 52 yards rushing on 21 carries. Perkins, who is a dual-threat quarterback, just 24 yards on the ground on 14 carries. Their other two ball carriers both just had 14 yards. 
So a really solid job by Florida's linebacking core. David Reese II in his final game as a Gator finished with five tackles, including an impressive third down stop where he went head on with Perkins and was able to make the tackle and prevent the Cavaliers from converting the first down. He's definitely going to be a tough player and leader for the Gators to replace in 2020. But Ventro Miller has really came on here on the second half of the season and I think had one of his best games against Virginia. But in the secondary, that was the one bugaboo for the Gators in the Orange Bowl. I think a C grade for this group when you consider the fact that Perkins was able to put up 324 passing yards in this game. He finished 28 of 40 with four passing touchdowns. Now you do have to give him a lot of credit for that because he made some absolutely amazing plays in that game. The one touchdown that he threw where he stepped over the defensive lineman, scrambled to the right, evading about three more tackles, and then threw it in the back of the end zone. Marco Wilson had almost perfect coverage on the play, and their guy is still able to come down with it with a foot in the back of the end zone. So there were some tough plays like that that didn't go forward his way. But in the end, they also made some big plays. Marco Wilson came up later in the game with a pass breakup on a potential touchdown pass. And then we all know after Florida went back up by two scores, Virginia drove right back down the field and had a chance to cut it to one score once again when Kyrie Elam came up with a huge interception on a 50-50 ball, and that sealed the game. So that was a really big moment for Kyrie Elam, who got the start in the Orange Bowl with C.J. Henderson deciding to sit as he turns pro. And another guy who is about to make that decision is Marco Wilson. He is also deciding whether he wants to enter the NFL draft or return for his senior season. Here's what he had to say after the Orange Bowl. Honestly, I honestly don't know. I haven't put much thought into it yet. It could be tough at times. That's why I decided just not to think about it right now so I won't get distracted from what I need to be focusing on. Now, one player who has decided to return for his senior season is Gators wide receiver Trevon Grimes. He announced on Wednesday as a Happy New Year's present to Gator Nation that he will be back for 2020, posting on social media, after a great 2019 season, I have discussed my future with my family and coaches. I'm excited to say that you will see me playing in the Swamp in 2020. I want to finish my degree and help lead the University of Florida to a championship. Happy New Year, Gator Nation. So that was definitely huge news for Florida to receive this week, and they are still awaiting word on Wilson, as well as Florida wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Now, he missed some time this season with an injury, but still was able to make some big plays when he was on the field. He's been an impact player for the Gators over the last three years, and now has to decide if he wants to turn pro with the draft grade that he's going to get, or if he should come back as a senior and try to improve his stock for the 2021 draft. Kadarius Tony spoke to reporters after the Orange Bowl about this decision that he has to make. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, don't, it wouldn't hurt me to stay another year, but I mean, I haven't made no determined decision yet. I, didn't, I ain't weighed all my options yet. Can you factor in the fact that you were injured for six weeks this year? Uh, not, not necessarily. Because the NFL, they don't look at injuries when they, uh, when they do the draft. They don't look at those. Uh, I mean, I had to sit down with my people first and figure it out, really. It was, I, don't, I don't really know exactly like this moment yet. What are some of the big things you're going to weigh? Is it draft grade? Is it talking with people? What are some going to be some of the determining factors for you? Nah, not necessarily. If I, if the situation is right, I feel like I'll, I'll go ahead and make my decision. But I haven't even thought about it. I'm trying to enjoy this win today. 
So we'll continue to monitor those decisions over the next few days from Marco Wilson and Kadarius Toney. Let's hear some more from Dan Mullen on his team's 36-28 to win over Virginia. I'm really proud of our players. Uh, little, you know, just under a year ago, this team was born. And we talked about going from four wins to ten wins was special. But to go from ten to eleven is going to be a lot harder. And uh, those guys bought into it. They started working last January. And they worked. They grinded, you know, all season long in uh, everything that they did. And, um, you know, the, the, to come out here and finish with a win. You know, a couple years ago, this senior class, uh, you know, they've got a new coach got brought in, and we told them, hey, uh, you know, if you, you buy into what we're doing, just buy into what we're doing, believe we're going to be successful. Uh, they've done that. They, you know, they bought in back-to-back 10-win -back seasons, back-to-back -to -back top 10 teams, back-to-back -back New Year's Six Bowl victories. Uh, you know, they brought in and they've restored that Gator standard, you know, and they, they get to walk out the door knowing they've restored the Gator standard to what it is, is, uh, you know, building that foundation of a team that expects to, you know, we, ha we haven't got to where we need to be yet to compete, you know, to go win an SEC and a national championship. But they're certainly living up to that Gator standard of, uh, of being one of the best teams and best programs in the country. So, And then the big news Friday as Lorenzo Lingard announced that he has decided to transfer from Miami to Florida, a former five-star recruit. We all know that the Gators have been trying to get a running back in the 2020 cycle with LaMichael Pirine moving on as a senior. They haven't been able to land a recruit thus far, but now have been able to reel in a big-time transfer. Dan Mullen and his coaching staff once again take advantage of of the transfer portal and get a five-star type talent to add to their roster and he's going to be a big addition especially if he's able to get a waiver and be eligible immediately for the 2020 season i'm told that florida is very confident that lingard will be able to get a waiver now regardless of what happens with lingard's eligibility next season the gators now can turn to damian pierce who has shown some big play potential in his first two years with the Gators. He's been sitting behind LaMichael P. Ryan. actually saw his production take a dip during his sophomore season, but I talked to him after the Orange Bowl. He said that he was never frustrated sitting behind LaMichael P. Ryan. He learned a lot from the senior running back, including patience and waiting his time because P. Ryan always told him that it would come one day and that he was going to be great. Now Pierce is looking to fulfill his potential and take over and fill in the shoes that P. Ryan left behind. I'm pretty sure Coach Ryan's going to work extra hard this year, you know, to fill that role and to fill the shoes that P. Ryan left behind. What was it like playing behind Michael these last two years, and what you learned from him? Oh, man, he's been a great mentor to me. He's, you know, he showed me nothing but love. As soon as I came in as a freshman, you know, he always told me to keep my head up, young boy. I'm going to be great. And, um... You know, the, you know the, the next two years are, are going to be dedicated to him, you know, just being great and um, filling my full potential. How do you feel now that he moves on? I'm, I'm happy for my guy, man. The NFL got a good one in the Michael P. Ryan. You know, he's a great leader on and off the field. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run in between the tackles. But uh, What's going to be your mindset going into the offseason now knowing that you're going to have more carries coming your way? I'm um, just stepping up being a leader for my team, you know. Um, you know, being a starter on the field, you know, just getting more carries on the field, you know, more guys are going to surround me, and um, I'm going to have to step up, be a leader, on and off the field for them guys. How do you feel like you played this season, man, overall, just your performance throughout the year? Uh, I feel like I did good, man. You know, um, sitting behind people, I, I sat, I really sat down and been patient, learned a lot. You know, um, I found, I found me a couple roles on special teams, and um, I was just doing anything I could do to help the team win. Was it hard for you at all to, like you said, to sit behind him, knowing you were probably able to contribute more, but you were behind a guy like Piran? No, not at all, man. Like I said, Piran always told me keep my head up, young boy. My time coming, and um, I done learned a lot from him, and he done showed me a lot of things to do, and he done taught me what not to do and and what to do. Honestly, um, 
just you know just for having talks with him you know whenever we do talk you know his number positivity and um just love to my brother man that'll do it for the latest edition of locked on gators on today's show we recap the orange bowl brought you some comments from the juniors who are deciding whether or not to turn pro or come back for the senior season or come back for their senior seasons and we also discuss the transfer of lorenzo lingard and how it's going to impact Florida's backfield. When we come back on Monday's show, we'll put a bow on the 2019 season for this Florida football team. Start to look ahead to 2020, and we will also recap the SEC opener for the Florida basketball team on Saturday against Alabama. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.